Hettan, dammet och den kaotiska trafiken är det första du blir varsen när du promenerar runt i Phnom Penh. Men mitt i den livliga miljonstaden finns också lugna oaser. Som templet Wat Non som ligger högt på en kulle omgiven av prunkande träd och buskar. 97 procent av Kambodjas befolkning är buddhister och munkarna har stort inflytande över hela samhället. Inte minst när det gäller normer och attityder. Det här har såväl feministiska som hbtq-organisationer insett och därför inlett samarbeten med munkarna för att förändra samhällets negativa inställningar gentemot till exempel hbtq-personer. Organisationen Rock, Rainbow Community Kampuchea Organization, har funnits sedan 2009 och har sitt kontor på en liten gata i centrala Phnom Penh. Här möter vi Tui Raksmi och Li Paisi som berättar att buddhismens grundprinciper om empati och respekt stämmer väl överens med deras eget budskap. Så so reason vi är monks and use their power or influence to the general public the majority are buddhism is to convey the message of respect is to convey the message of do no harm principle because the buddhist the buddha never never have the intention to hurt people but to could create space for people to understand and have that empathy and all of that that's why we Wonder some progressive men who are willing and able to do that, to do the chanting, to do the blessing, to do the advice, but at the same time also challenge them a little bit, you know. Men även om en del munkar är villiga att samarbeta kring att sprida budskapet om respekt, så betyder det inte att de är överens om allt. Till exempel finns det munkar som menar att det är dålig karma som orsakar att vissa människor blir hbtq-personer. Då försöker vi utmana dem genom att prata om våra personliga erfarenheter, säger Lee Paisi. For instance, they would say being LGBT is karma. You don't have to agree karma like you in the old life, in the previous life, you did something bad or you, you took somebody lover, that's why this... Like you born as not not really a girl, not really a boy. It's okay if you think it's karma. You know, it's your own perspective. But let's listen to my life experience. That is it a karma? You know, when when your heart beat, when you when you sitting next to one woman and too many women, why you only have that sexually attracted and crushed to only one person? That's so strange. That is so special. And you know, let's talk about my life experience. So you don't really want to create tensions. That's how we engage, man, Maria. About LGBT situation, it's a, it's a bit, uh, it's it's a bit beautiful. It's a bit not something like that. Uh, people, LGBT persons, still face discrimination from uh, family school, workplace, and especially we are not yet recognized by legal in Cambodia. Yes. Diskrimineringen från familj, skola och arbetsplats är ett stort problem för hbtq-personer i Kambodja, säger Raksmi. Ja, 
Men det riktigt stora problemet är att det saknas lagstiftning mot diskriminering. Being LGBT and not criminalized, it's okay. We have, we can be who we are. We can express ourselves in public. We have the right to choose our lovers, but we are not having the explicit law to protect us. When stand, when that's my say, we have been bullied because of our sexuality and gender identity at school. There is no explicit policy or law that can protect us, and we want to legally marry, but the law does not allow yet. We want to have legal gender recognitions of our gender identity. The law does not have, you know, we hope one day. So it is not criminalized to be LGBT or, or, or to love, you know, uh, people with different genders. But we are not fully uh, safe mm-hmm. by, uh, from being discriminations. Mm-hmm. Men även om det saknas lagstiftning som skyddar hbtq-personers rättigheter och diskrimineringen är utbredd så är våldet inte lika påtagligt som i många andra delar av världen. En av förklaringarna till detta som många av dem vi intervjuar återkommer till handlar just om buddhismens inflytande över samhället. Based on our reflections and analysis, we ask the same question like you. We believe one one of the elements is Buddhism, practices that rooted in Cambodian people. But you know, many Cambodian races, again, Vietnamese and you know, Chinese. And we try to understand what is it exactly. But I think, I think Buddhism play important role to, to help us hold that principles of kindness, at least. And another thing, perhaps we've gone through the civil war, the Khmer Rouge, that we have lost so many loved ones. You know, we've been traumatized by that still today in our generation. That's why we don't want to resist so much. We're afraid to get lost again mm-hmm. of our beloved ones. And another part, perhaps the, the Buddhism also rooted in, in the heart and the head of our political leaders. Förändring tar tid och Lee Paisi berättar att de jobbat i över 14 år med att bygga upp sin organisation som idag har 1500 medlemmar över hela landet. Mycket har hänt under den tiden. Idag vet de flesta vad regnbågsflaggan står för, men i början var det många som trodde att det var en buddhistisk flagga. At the beginning in 2009 and 10 people said, this is a a Buddhist flag? Like, <laughs> people get confused and then we said, no, this is, you know, it represents diversity of people in terms of love, including us. So the government, the media, the public start to recognize that. And Cambodia, Cambodian people are more tolerant. You know, we always talk about Buddhism. I don't mean we are not naive that all Buddhists are good, you know. People still have controversial and hatred mindset but we talk about Buddhist principle a lot that how to respect each other how to love each other how to share kindness 
And if you claim 90% of Buddhism, why you promote hatred? That's the way we create that conversation. It's never been confronting or reacting, win and lose is not how uh, the way we work. Communication is important. Men att förändra folks attityder är inte enkelt. I synnerhet inte den egna familjen. Både Raksmi och Paisi har sin personliga historia av att kämpa för att få sina familjer att acceptera dem som de är. The first day they don't recognize me and try to uh, try to separate me from my partner. Uh, after I joined it out, I have uh, I I feel I don't lonely and I can uh, show who I am and everyone support me. So uh, that that it's it's been time, but I feel hope my family will uh, accept me. And I remember in 2018 May, I fully accept from my family. So I spent four time uh, four four years uh, with my partner to lobby and try to uh, explain them about my relationship. But before I succeed, uh, a partner uh, like uh, the same now. But I I I used to uh, broken with many partner that my family done us up. We did not talk to you. Yeah, even they did not talk to me to us. But we try to do everything as my sister and my friend uh, still to uh, visit them and try to be a good uh, person. And especially I, I and my partner try my best to be independent, like economic independent. Mm-hmm. And still, uh, I, I, I don't uh, drop school. Mm-hmm. Because I, for me, I used to want drop the school when my my parents didn't accept us. But my partner uh, encouraged me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I try to finish my university school. För Raksmi som är transman tog det fyra år innan familjen pratade med honom. De ville inte prata med oss, men jag och min partner ansträngde oss för att göra allt rätt och visa att vi är bra personer. Vi såg till att vara ekonomiskt oberoende och jag hoppade inte av utbildningen, berättar Raksmi. I think I'm lucky than Raksmi in terms of my independence. I have a single mother. Uh, being around six children. I'm so proud of my mom who raised six children alone and I'm the youngest in a family. My mom was a soldier. So I think the the fighting the warrior gene is in me because of my my mother's role model, I believe. So uh she always went to the battlefield and I always live alone or with my siblings. So level of freedom I had uh, but I never talk about sexuality to my my sibling or you know my classmate but people tend to know because uh, I wear I like to wear tomboy 
we say tomboy like yeah. butchy butchy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they call me, oh, you are like a boy, which I don't care. But I recognize my sexuality. I'm attracted to women since I was young, so mm. I stay silent. Jag växte upp med mina sex syskon och uppfostrades av min ensamstående mamma. Hon var en krigare, så jag tror att jag ärvt lite av hennes kämparanda, säger Paisy. Yeah, I had girlfriend when I was in high school and my mother noticed that, but I lied to her that they are just my friends, my female friends and And when I joined Iraq, I, I came to Phnom Penh. I'm originally from Simrip province uh, in the northern part of the country. I joined Iraq and I had that courage to tell her that mm. I love women, mom. And it took me so many years and I cried a lot. And I told her, mom, you know, one thing I would regret is that I continue lying to the person I feel i I am so grateful too, and that is you. And I don't feel it's it's good when other people know about my sexuality, but my own mom who who gave birth to me, who raised me, who gave me everything, and I continue lying, and I don't feel it's the right things to do. And it might be disappointed, but I have to tell you the truth. And then she cried, and yeah, she cried. That she she know it, but she she pretend that she doesn't. Jag jag under hela min uppväxt om de känslor jag hade för kvinnor, men när jag flyttade till Phnom Penh och gick med i rock, så slutade jag ljuga. När jag bestämde mig för att berätta för min mamma, så grät hon. Hon vet, men hon låtsas inte om att hon vet, säger Paisy. Ja, yeah, she said she feel embarrassed. She feel embarrassed because mm. the other people look at us and 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 they didn't say nice things to her. Uh, that's fine. The team asked me, can we do the interview with your mom? How your mom would talk about those experiences? Yeah, my mom was was feeling shameful like so many other parents. Mm. Uh, and and hurts that other people uh, said bad things about her that she's not a good mom why she let me being a lesbian my mom does not let me to be a lesbian right i am just a lesbian <laughs> yeah but i'm so proud of her i'm so lucky when was this how many years ago 2010 i think mm-hmm. yes and how did you siblings react They feel embarrassed. They don't want to talk about it. But similar to this, my I, I work so hard. I, I don't have problems. I am not getting involved in drugs. I study hard. I try to find job. I, I try to be good child that many Cambodian good children do. And, and that is the winning heart. I earn that respect from my siblings. Både min mamma och mina syskon skämdes över mig. Men jag har bevisat för dem att jag är en god dotter genom att utbilda mig, skaffa jobb och sköta mig. Så på så sätt har jag till slut vunnit mina syskons respekt, säger Paisy. 
Raxmi som är transman, minns hur hans lärare sa åt honom att inte bära så pojkaktiga kläder i skolan och sluta spela fotboll och istället lära sig sy och göra hushållsarbete. Men jag älskar fotboll och leksaksbilar, säger Raxmi. Based on my experience, I remember when I was school, my my teacher told me that's why you should wear uh, the uh, the the clothes like another girl in in the class, not react or make or do the activity like a boy. You should not play a football. Mm. You should be uh, try to. Uh, they from little bit sewing. Yes, sewing. Mm. Yes, sewing, and uh, do the housework. Football is not for a girl, but honestly, my personality, I like football so much. And for my experience, I like toy car. But when I was young, I don't have the chance to play, and. So now I try to play. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I do the action like my hand. You, if you visit my room, it's all toy cars. <laughs> it's never too late. Yes, it, I think so. And, and football? Yeah, football I have, and I today I wear a bit. I, I, I think it's not me because I. Always, I like wear the uh, sport clothes, uh. even at around uh, office. Du skulle se mitt rum nu, säger Raxmi. Det är fullt av leksaksbilar. Jag tar igen det jag inte fick i min barndom. Än så länge saknas lagstiftning som skyddar hbtq-personer från trakasserier och diskriminering. Och även om regeringen accepterat FNs rekommendation om att legalisera samkönade äktenskap redan 2019 har inte så mycket hänt sedan dess. Så so government said we are worried that like in Sweden we worry that Cambodian community and people are not ready to accept LGBT yet. And we said okay because some of our government officials have been uh, sent to learn from Swedish process, you know, changing the law. How the law, how the law change and the, the heart change, people's heart and law change should be on the parallel process. You don't pick and choose, you don't wait, you know. And we believe, that's why we, we said to the government, okay, let's let me work with you. We launched this campaign, we invited them. We will continue doing public awareness raising because we know that it's a long process. People need to learn and to change like we, our family. But your job also to change the law. So it's going like that, you know? Regeringen säger att det kambodjanska folket inte är redo för att acceptera hbtq-personer än. Men vi menar att man måste jobba parallellt med att både ändra människors hjärtan och lagen. Det är inte antingen det ena eller det andra utan både och, säger Paisi. Vi kan vara vår egen real enemy too because, because we live in a society that brainwash us to believe that we are wrong, we you know we are seen we are karma we we mess up we guilt all of that so if we are strong and confident and can fully accept ourselves i think 
That's the hope to change this society. Vi kan också vara våra egna fiender eftersom vi hjärntvättats till att tycka att vi är fel, syndiga, dålig karma. Men om vi är starka och självförtroende att stå upp för oss själva så tror jag även att vi kan ändra resten av samhället, säger Lee Paisi. Några kvarter bort från Rock går vi in på gaybaren Pock som drivs av kambodjanen M. Tola. Han visar oss runt och berättar att hans familj förmodligen vet att han är gay, men låtsas inte om det. My family I think they know I am gay, but they don't talk. They don't talk about what I am. They just say, "Oh, do your best. That's all. Do your best. Do your life." They always push me to get married because now I'm a little bit older also. The time over for marry before in Cambodia marry at 21. But now I'm 32. So they always push me to get married with a girl. But I I don't want it. I don't want to involve with a girl. I have sex with a girl before because I don't know how to be gay. In the village, of course, we are teenager. We just play, <laughs> we just play around, and then our feeling coming up, so we get in sex, but not emotion. De har försökt att gifta bort mig, men nu är det för sent eftersom jag är 32 år, säger M. Tola. Och berättar att när han flyttade till Phnom Penh vågade han komma ut som homosexuell. Nu har han drivit gaybaren Pock i åtta år och som blivit en mötesplats för många hbtq-personer i Kambodja. So, um, that's why I, and now I, I'm really happy to, uh, to open the bar, gay bar. I run this business about eight years. And the first time, really hard, really hard to, to strong, to tell the neighbor, to tell family, and they ask me a lot of questions. How can I make money from the gay? Because they don't know how is gay, how is LGBT. Most difficult thing is family controlling. That is difficult thing. I don't, I don't say they are bad. No, family never bad. They always try to be a kid good job. They try to be a kid, they kid to do a good thing. But some family, they push too much. They don't understand how is the kid feeling. Like, especially a, a lesbian. It's not easy. They, they, they push them to get married. They push them to do what they want. Mm. But sometimes wrong, because they don't want it. Mm. Yeah, that is it's still family control a lot and the, the culture also. Mm. Yeah. Family is number one for Cambodia. Familjen är otroligt betydelsefull för kambodjaner, säger M. Tola. Och därför är det från familjen som många hbtq-personer möter det svåraste motståndet. Det är dags för M. Tola att börja jobba för kvällen, så vi lämnar honom och går vidare till en annan känd gaybar i Kambodja, Blue Chili, som ordnar dragshow på helgerna. I omklädningsrummet en trappa upp träffar vi The Queens som är i full gång med att göra sig i ordning för sina framträdanden lite senare. En procedur som tar flera timmar. Hela deras historia får du höra i nästa avsnitt. Du har lyssnat på Body Rights, en podd från RFSU av och med mig Maria Sveland. Du hittar alla avsnitt överallt där poddar finns.